This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to the second of our podcasts featuring interviews recorded at the recent Industry Week 21 event in Florida. In this episode, OPI CEO Steve Hilliard speaks to several of the week's awards winners. Christoph Skopek from Kolop, Yancey Jones Sr. and Hunter Jordan, all of whom were recognised at the North American Office Products Awards. Avery was named an ISG Supplier of the Year, while SB Richards CEO Mike Maggio was presented with the BSA Leadership Award. We also hear from SP's Nick Lomax on some of the latest trends and opportunities in the Jansan category. Well, it's not very often that I go to a trade show um, in North America and meet uh, a leading executive from the European office products market that I've never met before, but that's the case today. Uh, I've just run into Christoph Skopik, who is the managing director of, of Colop uh, as of spring this year. Christoph, it's, uh, it's great to meet you. Congratulations on, uh, on, on your elevation to the, to the top job. Thank you very much. For me, it's also the first time that I meet you and at this show, where I'm as well, first time here, so... Well, you have Franz uh, Ratzenberger here as well, so uh, you know, the A-team are here. What, what brings uh, such uh, high, high-powered executives from your organization across to North America? Yeah, uh, we brought out a new product uh, last year, and we see the, a huge opportunity in the U.S. market, and therefore this show is quite, after the pandemic, first time, to present our product to the dealers which are here. So that product, I guess, is the uh, eMark product that you've been exhibiting here? Exactly. That's the product. In fact, I should have said the award-winning eMark because, of course, yesterday you picked up the award for uh, best product in the uh, traditional uh, product category. Correct, and it's a great honor for us after this long, long way of developing such a product to get such a huge award a year after the OPA award what we received. Of course, yes, of course. So yeah, you're OPA and a, and a NAOPA award now, so you've got both. Um, yeah, it seems kind of strange to call that eMark product a, a traditional product, but I guess that's just an indication of the direction in which our industry is heading. Exactly. For us as a stamp manufacturer, it was a few years back only we had to think how, how do we survive in the future? Stamps itself, for sure, they are needed still, and maybe next decades as well. But we have to look into the future. What is the next stage? Where can we develop products or, or for which applications? And near to it, it was some digital printing product, which can be sold by our customers, which we have already. Well, you've certainly generated a lot of interest. I mean, I've come past your booth maybe a dozen times today and uh, it's finally taken me until 15 minutes before the end of the show to, to prize you away and, uh, and get, get your attention. So uh, it's fantastic. What's your overall view of the Industry Week event, you know, being a first time uh, the event has been run and your first time at a trade show in North America? Do you have, uh, you know, favorable opinions? For us, it was, as you said, it was a great show. A lot of people were interested in the product, but I think in general there is a, a good drive, there is an optimistic mood in the people 
that after pandemic it is going up and up and and I think it's the right time now to put all the efforts in, into the sales and, and to show the people what products we have and how they can start selling and, and, and grow their business again. Do you get the same sense of um, energy back in Europe? Yes, it's coming, it's coming and we see that there is a drive and also if I go to Austria to, the, to our home market we see that there is a drive and the optimistic thinking of the people that it go on and, and we can grow and we can make business again. Good. Well, I would, I would echo that. Well, thank you for your time today. I wish you a safe journey back to uh, back to Vels and um, hope to see you at an OPI event soon. Thank you. And it was great to meet you in person. And I hope to see you soon as well. So I'm now with Michelle Smith from Avery. Uh, Michelle, great to see you in, in person at last. Great to see you too. Um, it's just so great to be out and about with all of these great independent dealers. It's good to see everyone in one spot. So we've just come from the uh, the lunch and you were the recipient of the Supplier of the Year Award from Independent Suppliers Group. That's, um, that's quite an accolade um, you know, during the current period. You know, we are just so grateful for that honor. It has been quite a year, and it was our mission to do as much as we could for the independent dealer, that is, providing them all the materials that they could ever possibly think of to sell more Avery. And really, we're just honored for the award. Your company and your colleagues, in particular Barry Lane, uh, have long been advocates of the industry, you know, combining some resources and uh, pulling together their events and creating, you know, what we now know we have here, Industry Week. You know, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on uh, what you've seen so far, and you know, any ideas on how they could perhaps improve the format moving forward? Oh, I think this is a great format. I know it's an efficient way for us as Avery to see so many dealers in one spot, a very efficient way to do business. And if we could expand it to include other types of groups, we would we would welcome the idea. Um, the thought of uh, doing this versus going around to individual dealers, it's just there's just a world of difference. We don't have the size of team, and many companies here don't have the size of team anymore. And so this type of event is, is what it's got to be. You know, it has been mentioned that perhaps they should throw it wider, throw open the doors and allow you know, other participants, whether it's Amazon or Staples Depot or other, other you know, large resellers. What are your thoughts on that? Should, should it remain purely the domain of the independent dealer community? I think they deserve that. Yes. But they deserve, the dealers deserve their own, their own, their own event. Fantastic. Michelle, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. So still on the show floor, I am uh, now with Yancey Jones Sr. from uh, SP Richards. Um, just yesterday picked up the Industry Achievement Award at the North American Office Products Awards. Uh, and also somebody else at the other end of his career, Hunter Jordan, uh, the Young Executive of the Year at uh, at the North American Office Products Awards. So gentlemen, great to uh, finally be with you and your company in, in your country. Um, 
so industry week finally come together what are uh, yeah, your views um, Yancy will come to you first obviously you're the more senior of the two um, but by some margin uh, what's, uh, <laughs> what, what's your view on, on, on the show itself and, you know, what are your takeaways from having been here for a few days so the show has been very positive it's uh, first time in almost two years that, that the industry was able to get together without uh, one-on-ones or videos so uh, it's been, for, as a first time, it's laid out very well and a uh, lot of communication and, and uh, the industry is just wonderful to see everybody and communicate. We've we got to communicate more and, and this is the best way to do it. So. On to the same question, obviously you're, you're younger into uh, your, your career but they're still pretty experienced. What are your views on what you've seen so far and, and, and how do you think the show yeah, might evolve, the concepts might evolve? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been a great show. Love the um, just the network of the dealer community as well. Can see all the manufacturers, put some faces with some names. Haven't seen anybody, everybody in some two years or more. So that's been awesome. I think the um, the one on ones have been really good. Just great information. The manufacturers all seem to be real in tune, excited about being back. Looking forward to seeing how it evolves um, and how it grows with new product categories and just seeing what ISG has ahead of us. So. What do you think? They sh- what do you think they should do to uh, you know improve and expand the format? Yeah, I would love to see um, more product categories brought in as as the industry continues to change and evolve. I think that's some some new areas we have got to push into as well as um, excited to hear about some of the software developments that are coming from the wholesalers as well as from the uh, ISG. So. Um, now, you picked up the Young Executive Award, as I said yesterday. Yeah, what does that um, accolade mean to you? Oh, it's great. So, growing up in a family business, um, I mentioned it yesterday after I received the award. It's just incredible to be able to follow in the footsteps of some great men and women who have come in front of me. Um, I think it's really a testament to, uh, to them more than myself. I mean, they, they, they're the ones that built the engine for me to be able to come back to, and then um, it's... It, just a great, great opportunity. So, Yancy, um, you know, a very well-deserved uh, award uh, for, for, for you yesterday. Uh, long, long time coming. Um, you know, so same question, really. How do you reflect on that award and, and also your, your career? Um, well, of course, being very humble about it, it's uh, um, it takes, you know, it, it, it takes a village to grow, grow a, a, a family. It also takes. Our community, this this group, this industry has been very close and uh, has helped me along. The manufacturers, with their support, uh, the two wholesalers, uh, you know, have helped me. You've got to have, you know, uh, be able to get the products and, and service our customers. Uh, and then, given that as a fam, my, my old family business um, and the change of SP Riches now, not being a corporate. America and now we are independent again. I call it a family business, and so we. I think the long run for this industry is going to be is going to be strong in the next two three years of all the different areas that we're going into and servicing all across America. I think it was um, uh, Hunt. I think it was uh, Bill Cardone mentioned it during his award acceptance speech at lunchtime. I'm not sure if you were in, in the room, uh, but. You know, he, he, he spoke about the, um, the, the young leaders coming through in this industry and kind of challenged them to uh, you know, do things differently, to challenge the, you know, the, the ways that we've, we've always done. Um, you know, I'm, I'm quite excited to see this sort of cohort of people that, um, you know, that, that and you're part of that. 
Um, what do you think moving forward you know, will, will be the sort of priorities for your, your generation to change this industry? Yeah, um, I, I would echo him. Really excited about the future of the industry with, with the young leaders coming back and the next generation. I think there, there's several things that are going to have to happen. Is I think that um, the young leaders that are currently involved in the industry need to engage the, the ones that are still to come in to get them excited and build some energy around that to um, to continue the independent channel, to, um, to keep the independent channel independent. And so, and then just the, um, I, th I think it's a great, I think it's just great the, um, the mindset of, of the younger generation coming in. I think they think different, they, um, they work different, they have different expectations of, of what technology needs to do for the industry to drive it forward and I think some of those forward-thinking minds are going to be very positive for our future. So. It's often said that our industry is not very sexy you know, therefore not very attractive to uh, you know, people that are coming into the workforce now and have been brought up on a diet of, um, of technology. You know, how would you respond to that and what would you say to anyone that was considering a career in this sector? I think it's up to us to change that mindset and so I think that's a um, that, that's something I've heard heard in the past, but again, being raised in a family business, um, it's what my, my parents did and was was their life. And so, for us to be able to continue on that legacy and um, you know hope to continue to be able to build a build a company that if one day my children can come back to. And um, I think really though, in terms of it being a sexy industry, we, we don't know what it holds. And so, I think it's really I think it's, we're really uniquely positioned that. It's ours to make it what we need it to, and so and how we're going to evolve with new product categories coming in, the advancement of technology, um, really with the, with the, the computer systems and more and more things moving online. I think it's up to us to change that perception. Yassi, yeah, last question. Obviously, your son is uh, or son's doing a fantastic job in the business as well. Um, you must be very proud of them, and again, you, you must surely think the industry's in safe hands with that sort of talent coming through. Absolutely, I think. Um the, the energy that they have, uh, new ideas, to, to uh, more ways to skin a cat than, than we, we, we did. I, I was brought up with the retail stores across America, and I don't think you can find too many of them now except uh, Staples and Depot, and I don't know what they're going to do with that. But uh, um, no, I, I think the, young, the younger generation, and I think Bill uh, Cardone mentioned it today, that um, they are brought up, and it is a sexy business when you know you're taking care of hospitals and doctors and lawyers, but people can do their jobs across America, factories, with, with all the things that's going on. At least we, we are supplying them to, for they can continue to grow their business and do that. So it's, uh, it's not uh, selling wine or something that <laughs> you could say sexy, but it's, it's servicing um, everybody in America to keep American going, you know, and... Uh, that, that's pretty sexy to me, you know. Yeah, I would definitely say there's a false perception at times of actually what the industry is from a, a standard office products company. I mean, it, it has evolved so much, and um, in, in the companies we are we are servicing. So, yeah. Fantastic, gentlemen. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of the show and have a have a safe trip back. And hopefully the borders will stay open, and I'll see you, um, you. see you again you. not too yeah. distant future. Thank you for being here. So I'm joined now by Nick Lomax, who is the SVP of Jansan for SP Richards, a guy who's been extraordinarily busy these past 20 months. Nick, great to see you in, in person again. Great to be with you, Steve. Always good to be with you. So 
we've had an enjoyable um, you know few days here at the show I guess you guys have been here for uh, for the whole week doing the pinnacle meetings as well um, you know what have been your you know, sort of takeaways and reflections uh, on uh, us all being back together again well, first of all, you know, being in the Jantan business, um, it's always good to see people coming back. I think, as I mentioned uh, in our panel discussion yesterday, one of the things our industry really needs is for people to come back together. We depend on the away-from-home market to really drive our businesses. So it's great for us to be out in front leading that. Um, and, uh, you know, the more we see of that, the better it's going to be for all of our business. And, uh, you know, on top of that, just great to be with industry friends again. It, it feels a little bit more normal now. Now, you're widely regarded as kind of a, an industry Jansan guru. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts now about the opportunity for the independent dealer community moving forward? Yeah, what, what does the future of cleaning look like? And you know, what does our sector need to do to capitalize on what opportunities may present themselves? Yeah, sure. You know, I, I, I think I, I mentioned a little bit yesterday in, in our discussion, too, that uh, I think uh, uh, cleaning has already changed before our eyes. You know, certainly the awareness that I think all of us have now, increased awareness, even somebody who's been in the business uh, as long as I have, learned a lot just through the pandemic. But I think the more important part is I think the general population now is much more attentive to what it means to properly wash your hands. And so, you know, while we do want that away from home market to come back, um, we also know, though, that more attention to doing things the right way is ultimately going to drive consumption. So if you're an independent dealer and you've invested in the category over the years, you've made a really wise decision because there's going to be incredible opportunity as the landscape continues to change. I think there's a lot we don't know about what the future of cleaning is, but there's no question it's the right space to be in. What are the barriers that uh, prevent maybe dealers you know, capitalizing on the opportunity going forward and, you know, and how do they overcome those barriers? Yeah, I think it really starts with expertise. And, and you know, when I think about how an OP dealer historically has tried um, desperately to compete with traditional Jansan distributors, the, usually the separation has not been around value proposition or platform. That's usually where OP dealers have had an advantage. It's always been around really acute knowledge on things like floor cleaning um, and understanding how building service contractors were. Those have been the gaps. So I think investing in knowledge, I think I mentioned the idea of acquiring uh, Jansan distribution, I think, you know, given the landscape changing with that, with all of the acquisitions that are happening in that space, uh, valuations are up, but yet there are going to be some uh, small to mid-sized Jansan distributors available. Uh, and, and talking to, uh, like the folks at Eeks, they've made two acquisitions in Jansan, and both of those have been incredibly successful for them. So I think as the independent dealer community really leans on each other and talks about these things, they should really talk to those dealers who have done it uh, because I think it can really provide benefits down the road. I guess um, history's taught us that whenever there is a, you know, a roll-up, and we are certainly are seeing a roll-up in the Jansen space, you know, that does inevitably um, cause some sort of fracturing. Uh, you see people you know, moving off in different directions, setting up their own businesses, uh, looking for new employment outside their historic employer. Um, you know, could that possibly present itself as an opportunity for independent office products resellers? Yeah, I think so. Well, first of all, there will be some instability that's associated with any of that. And, and, and how that manifests itself, obviously, it's different in every regard. But there's always some sort of interruption in service. Um, and then also, as a part of that, uh, human capital can, can become available to the OP dealer if somebody finds themselves 
in a situation that maybe they didn't sign up for as they go through that, um, all of a sudden talent can be available. And so uh, it, the independent dealer can really do themselves a favor by being aware of what's happening in that space, paying very close attention, and utilizing their wholesale partners to help guide them through that. Perfect. Awesome. So my next subject is the esteemed Mike Maggio, President and CEO of SP Richards and also the recipient of the Business Solutions Association Leadership Award as of a couple of hours ago. So first of all, Mike, many congratulations on, on that honor. And um, here we are. So Industry Week, it finally came together. Uh, I know you were a big advocate of it you know, when you were at, um, at ISG. What are your uh, thoughts and reflections now it's finally underway? Well, it's clearly good that we've finally broken the barrier and gotten everybody together again. Um, I think we can do better when it comes to the, the theme of Industry Week. You know, I'd, I'd like all the manufacturers to be here. I'd like all the dealers to be here. You know, and uh, it actually came up today in the, the BSA meeting we had, and we told, we told the manufacturers we would support that 100%. But, um, but let's face it, this is a great event. The ISG folks have done a really nice job. Um, and people came. I was really worried that, that we were going to be talking to an empty room, but uh, I think what Mike said about 250, 260 dealers. Um, I want to say over 800 people, so I think that's pretty good. I do. Yeah. That, yeah, I guess on the, on the back of you know, the period we've just had, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's very positive. Um, it'll be interesting to see what sort of steps they take to, 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 to move the event on. Uh, yeah, I know there is a school of thought that says this should be a, a dealer-only event, and there are others that suggest it should be, as the name suggests, an industry-wide event. I mean, what are your views on letting in the, the depots, Staples, Amazons, and, and, and Walmarts of the world? Well, it, it, the fact is they should be here. If we're going to do an industry week and we're going to make it an industry event, they're part of the industry. Why would we try to rule anybody out? Certainly all the vendors would like to see all of their customers or potential customers. So that's why I'd love for it to morph into a more comprehensive, you know, I mean, I, it might be trite to say this, but kind of the way the old NOPA shows were, right? Um, where everybody was there. So no, that would be the way that I'd, I'd like for it to, to, to develop, yeah. Now, I was fortunate enough to sit in your um, general session yesterday afternoon, and uh, first of all, some feedback. I thought your um, team on stage did a did a great job. You know, a couple of things that struck me. First of all, you know, you, you weren't up there. Um, there was a very a very casual sort of performance. Um, if I may, you know, you're wearing jeans today. Um, you know, is this all part of a kind of an offensive to say, look, this is a new SP Richards, and we're a much more approachable company than we used to be? Or, um, you know, what, what, what am I seeing here? <laughs> You're reading way too much into it. As far as yesterday was concerned, um, the team is is needs to needs to have FaceTime with the with the customers. I don't. Um, I was proud of the job that Jack did. I thought he did a phenomenal job, and I think I think the team did a great job. Um, and you're going to see much more of that. The the my face does not to be, need to be plastered on everything that we do. Um, when it comes to to the the garb. Um, uh, you know, we have relaxed, uh, but not because of any, um, any agenda, just because um, it makes sense, I think. Um, I, 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 it's probably, I can tell you that, that it's probably more because of our customers than anything else. I don't walk into a customer 
um, anymore that is in anything other than than casual clothing, right? I mean it. I don't. I don't know how many. Well, prior to the pandemic, I know you you were always out there at some point. I don't know if you're, but I mean, it was. It, it they're just people just don't, you know. And so, I was still wearing a tie, and I realized, well, this is kind of stupid, you know. So that's that's what's happened. We've we've just relaxed things because we think our customers are more relaxed. We've seen each other many times on Zoom in the last 20 months, and yeah, you were wearing a tie, and uh, we often remarked on it, uh, you know, that, uh, wow, that, that, that's uh, remarkable. But was was one of the last times I wore a tie in the office, so, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it is just to relax. Well, it's good to see you chilling out at last. So what can we expect to see from, um, or what can the dealers expect to see from SP Richards in the, in the next 12 months or so? I mean, you gave some, some flavor to that yesterday, particularly around the, you know, the trials you've got with various sort of distribution center, um, you know, fit outs. Yeah, so the, the, the end of the day, um, uh, you know, we're committed to the, to the digital side of our business. We will continue to aggressively add product and content. Um, we're going to continue to, to um, rationalize our offering based on on what the industry, what the what the vendors tell us, and what the customers tell us to have in the building. We're going to try to simplify our life a little bit. Um, uh, we really want to be a distribution partner, both to the manufacturers and our and resellers, all resellers. Um, uh, we've we've complicated things probably a little bit too much at times, but um, but. Uh, it's really all about product. So you're going to see us continue. You know, our goal is to is to have content, total content for every manufacturer that we represent. Um, that's a big number, right? So um, we've we've made the ordering of that product seamless. So dealers can order it just you know they can place their regular order like they do every day, wrap and label, and put a a non-stock item on there, it flows through the system, we order it, it comes in, we give it, we, we deliver it to it. So we're going to continue to work along those lines and we're trying um, to get closer to the manufacturers to start managing some level of logistics for them. Uh, we talked about it with the BSA guys this morning. Um, you know, I've been surprised at, at how slow of an of a, uh, uptake it was, a little disappointing. Um, but uh, uh, but I, I, I think everybody understands the concept. We just need to keep working on it. So hopefully that helps. We've been speaking about this, um, this subject of you know, collaboration and taking cost out, and it, and it came up yesterday a couple of times in the panel that I did. Um, and you would have thought the vendors you know, would, would absolutely be falling over themselves. Um, yeah. uh, you mentioned content. Um, and again, in conversations with one or two dealers this week, um, you know, they, they often view the wholesaler as being a bit of a blockage. Um, you know, it's the wholesaler determines pretty much what the reseller sells and um, their ability to offer an endless art experience is, is dictated by the, the, the content that you, that you provide. So, you know, what's, what's going to change? Well, the, the, the fact is we're not driven by a catalog anymore and we're not driven by what's in the building. Um, and that's already changed. Like I said, we've already added, uh, I, don't quote me on the number because I, I probably am getting it wrong, but over 5,000 non-stock SKUs that are in our offering. Dealers can buy it from us. They can buy it direct. I don't really care where they buy it from. We just want their customers to know that they have it. 
So we've already, we've already untangled that knot, right? I don't care what I have in a catalog. I don't even know if we're going to continue to produce a catalog, right? But our goal is to add all content. And, and we were a block. I mean, the, the, you know, you go to Amazon, you find, you know, thousands of SKUs that our uh, uh, customers can sell. Um, their, their customers didn't know they had it. And the problem is because we were the content king, right? So to me, that means our responsibility is to put all content out there. I would love to not be the content king. I'd love for somebody else to do it. But the, as of today, that the, it's us or ascending, right? So. Last question from me. Um, it, it became quite clear yesterday you were pushing the message of, you know, we are the only independent wholesaler. Um, now, I've heard that message, of course, back in the UK. We've had a situation, or had a situation, where we had a wholesaler that was part of a hybrid you know, group and, and, and others that, that banged the same drum. Do dealers really care whether you're independent? It's a nice tagline, but we understand that our job is to do it right, have the right product in the building, and make sure that that it's at a competitive price. As long as we keep doing that, we'll be fine. Mike, thank you very much for your time. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.